Hello, I'm Coach Eric Varnador of the Fort Payne Wildcats, and welcome back to this week's edition of Jefferson Sports Talk. This week we've got another great lineup with head coach Chris Elmore and some special guests of the Wildcat football players, as well as Coach Justin Kaiser and some of his volleyball players. So stick around and enjoy the show. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Go Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. I'm joined now with head coach Chris Elmore of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Welcome, coach. Thanks. Had a huge win last week against the uh, Hazel Green team that, although they hadn't won any games this year or have gotten better as each week has gone along, it has some dangerous guys out there. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're a young team. And so I think anytime you play a team that has not won and they've got a bunch of young players, you, you're concerned because, you know, those guys are just trying to get better each and every day. If you played a team that hadn't won, that had a bunch of seniors and juniors playing it, you know, you might have a situation where they kind of had kind of cashed it in at the end of the year, but that wasn't the case. Uh, those guys are, I think he was starting seven sophomores and two freshmen on defense and, um, and had had a season where several guys have been out throughout the year. And I think it was really one of the first games that they had, everybody pretty much healthy for the game, uh, at least in their offensive line. So uh, I think that's always sometimes one of the uh, more scary games to go into is when somebody hadn't won, uh, they got nothing to lose. And I think you fall into that trap of no matter how much we try to warn our kids of this is it's easy to look at somebody's record and kind of overlook them a little bit but uh, I thought they played really hard and played well but I thought our guys you know made enough plays that we need to make throughout the night to, to win the game yeah I know we, we made the statement you know this Friday night and throughout the weekend it's kind of ugly 35 points yeah. but you know going out and still putting up five scores a uh, night that you probably weren't playing your best it's still a pretty good sign offensively yeah and that's what I told the players Monday morning I, I was probably not as, as happy as I should be after that win because you should enjoy every win and because um, they're hard to come by uh, but we just we felt like we just never were in sync offensively uh, even though we scored uh, five touchdowns like you said um, it just never felt like we were playing maybe like we had played all year and uh, and that's okay sometimes that happens sometimes it doesn't go your way sometimes you don't uh, hit the things you think you're going to hit and uh, and we had a few miscues, had some penalties at some inopportune times and, um, uh, you know, stopped some drives and had a couple of things that, that I should have done better as, a, as a managing the game. You know, we got a delay on a field goal, which was silly by me. And uh, so it's things that we can, can fix and clean up. But, uh, but yeah, to still kind of have all that happen and still have 35 points really in three quarters, you, you know, still very proud of the offense and what they're doing. And uh, we just got to – we got to control what we can control, like we've been saying all year, and, and just fix the – fix the issues that, that are not necessarily a re, uh, reflection of what the defense is doing. It's more of just us doing our job. And so I think if we can do that, I think hopefully we can get back on, on track a little bit better and play a little bit more efficiently as we move forward. 
Yeah, and on the defensive side of the ball, it's kind of been a point of focus over the last several weeks to kind of getting back to playing Fort Payne defense like, you know, we have a tradition of doing. And, and going into the game, Hayes Green has some huge guys, especially up front. They have four guys on the offensive line that were over 300 pounds. Obviously, our guys are undersized, especially on the D-line, going into a game like that. But for us to, to go into a game and those guys know that and be able to show up and just compete play after play says a lot about them. Uh, you know, the, our mentality on that side of the ball. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, to hold them to 14, I know people say, well, you know, they haven't, um, you know, done great all year. But, like I said, that was the first time he had had his entire offensive line together for one game. It's for every every game until then they had had somebody hurt. So, to have all those guys back and have them healthy, uh, and like I said, with the size they've got, it was a, it was a mismatch for us. And, uh, uh, and even though they didn't necessarily have – uh, you know, standout running backs like Lee did. They still had guys that ran the ball hard, and and, and and I thought one thing that kind of was a factor in the game is they'd been playing two quarterbacks all year, and and the other one kind of got hurt, and, and I thought it kind of made them a little bit more dangerous playing just one guy because he was a little bit more of a runner, um, and, and that that was a factor too. But I thought, you know, like I said, the, we gave up some yards at times, but we we had some key stops in the red zone and, and made some big plays when we needed to. Had a big interception by Kyle Caminiti and. And then more importantly, just we held them to, to seven points through three quarters. They got one in the fourth quarter. We wish wish they wouldn't have gotten, but you know to hold somebody to seven points through three quarters, usually that's good enough to win. And it, and it was Friday night to, to be up 28 going into the fourth quarter. You're in usually a pretty good position to, to win the game, and that's what happened with us. So I thought our defense played much better. We still got to tackle better in spots, but but overall uh, it was much improved for us. I think last week. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know as has happened a few times this year, you've been able to kind of get a lot of the the backups some playing time, and, and especially in the fourth quarters later in the game and that happened again Friday night how important is that and how big is that going into this this stretch of the season when some of those guys have had a lot of game reps yeah because we're still in a situation where we're, we're relatively healthy and we've had we've had the injury with Scholar Cody that we've dealt with all year but but other than that and of course Caden Dubos missed last week but other than that we've we've stayed relatively healthy the entire year and uh, so we've got a lot of guys that are really close to being a starter uh, that are really like one snap away we always tell them if, if one guy goes down or one guy gets hurt uh, you're in, and, and we've got guys that are capable of doing it. Um, but you know, you, your your goal each week is to play the best players to give yourself the best opportunity to win the game. And so sometimes uh, when you get into games like we had against Lee and Gaza City and some other ones, you know, not everybody plays, and, and, and kind of the main, the first group, so to speak, plays most of the game. So it was important, I thought, that game and also the ARAB game that some of these guys got in there at the end of the game and. You know, people can call it mop-up duty if they want to, but it's a chance for guys to get live game reps uh, against quality competition, and that's what it was last Friday. And I thought guys got in there and did some good things and, uh, you know, continue to show us that if we need them, uh, whether somebody's not playing well or it's an injury or whatever, we can have guys step in there and, and we won't drop off. And that, like I said, that's one thing we've been fortunate this with so far this year is we have not had a lot of injuries, and that's not – you know, that's not always common. So it's, it's nice uh, to have those guys ready to go uh, if, if needed. Yeah, and now we're in week eight of the season. Of course, a lot of good things, some things that you want to improve on, but what are some highlights of the season, things that I guess maybe you're the most proud of, and what are some things we got to continue to improve as we hit this final stretch? Well, I think, you know, we've, we've played, we've played, I think, relatively hard the entire year. We've got kids that enjoy playing, I think. And I guess it doesn't surprise me, but we've got a, we've got a group that seems to enjoy the game and enjoy uh, playing the game together, um, and, and you know we've made we've made obviously a lot of plays offensively uh, throughout the year, but but it's been a it's been a team thing. It's not been a you know one guy doing it. It's taken all eleven out there to, to you know guys making uh, pass protection, guys getting open, guys you know backs making throws, and 
and then also, you know, been able to still kind of still have our run game that we can fall back onto when we need to and run the football efficiently. So, um, you know, and defensively, I know we've, we've had struggles at times, but we've still got guys over there playing hard and playing tough and, and trying to trying to make plays the, the, the best they can. And uh, so I just think it's the, the overall just, you know, attitude and camaraderie of the team that I, I appreciate is it's a group that, that seems to, to, to enjoy competing. And, um, you know, we've got to just continue to, to push that. And, you know, the hard part about this time of year is, Everybody wants to play on Friday. That's not an issue. It's, it's, it's getting making sure everybody's you know dialed in Monday through Thursday and wanting to, to do the things we got to do to get ready to play. And, that, and that's where it's tough this time of year. It's, it's not it's not easy to do what what these guys do on a weekly basis. It it, it becomes a little monotonous. Uh, it's tough. It's physical. It's hard. And uh, there's no easy way around it. You just can't go out there and do four four days of walkthroughs and show up on Friday and play. It just doesn't work that way. And uh, that's what's tough about this game, and these guys have to answer the bell every Friday night, and, and not just every Friday night. They have to answer the bell every Monday, uh, and that's where this time of year starts to become a little bit of a little bit of taxing on their bodies. But they continue to show up and continue to have a good attitude, and, and that's really all we can ask for. Absolutely, I see you brought some guests with you tonight, Coach. Can you introduce the players for us? Yeah, I've got Nolan Fowler. Nolan was a player of the week for us a couple of weeks ago. We didn't have a show that week, so we wanted to bring him. But Nolan's been a steady performer for us all year, and he's been a guy we've said several times probably could have been the player of the week. Uh, uh, one of our, uh, well, not one of our, is our leading receiver for the year. Uh, made a lot of big plays for us. Carter Blaylock uh, is is our offensive player of the week from the Hazel Green game. Carter has stepped in and played uh, more running back this year with Caden Dubos playing a little bit more defense. And you know, Carter may be a little undersized, but we were bragging him to the team on Monday. If we can all play as hard as Carter's playing, uh, then we'll all be okay. And he's playing really tough and really physical and, and getting the most out of his uh, his body. And then Tyler Wooten has been a steady player for us for several years and. A really good player for us as a junior, played on a lot of special teams as a sophomore. And what I've been proud of about Tyler is that he's changed positions in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, sometimes a senior would complain about that or maybe say, well, that's not going to benefit me or how does this help me be better? And he's never complained a second that I know of. And, and he's just he stepped into his new role and embraced it and whatever we can do to help the team. And uh, he's going to do and he's done a good job for us the last several weeks and been there was been one of our more productive players here the last couple of weeks uh, since he's moved to linebacker right absolutely well, i'm walk over and get some yeah. thoughts from from these guys now Nolan, as, as coach said he had a big night the other night i think in receptions six catches maybe 76 yards um your second year playing you know last year was your first year so how has this year been different for you as far as the confidence aspect that you've, you've played more and got more game reps under your belt Yes, sir. Uh, I think it's helped me a lot from a confidence standpoint. Um, you know, even if it's just a year, it's been it's been a lot easier. You know, with the year of the offense under my belt and um, just helping me get the little mistakes out of the way and still working every week and learning. But, right. Yes, yeah. Sir. And I know you kind of you lead our team in receptions and in yards. Um, you know, you're averaging about 87 yards a game. Uh, in reception. So what is it about that you think is, that's opened up the offense as far as allowing you to have so many explosive plays throughout this year? Um, I think first it goes down to the coaches, um, watching film every week, drawing up a good game plan, getting, getting me opportunities to get open. Um, and it comes down to the line blocking, Dax throwing, me getting open, making a play. Yeah. Now this week, as we've kind of already talked about, is, is essentially a playoff game with Buckhorn. There's the playoff seating's on the line, so a big deal. What's kind of been the mindset in the locker room this week, and how have you as a senior kind of helped keep everybody in focus? Um, you know, it's like you said, we're treating it kind of like a playoff game, <coughs> biggest game of the year for sure, and um, we're just we're making sure we don't – we learn from our, our past and don't overlook anybody, and we're going to – we're going to – 
treat it like it's the biggest game of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nolan. And Carter, as Coach said, you know, you've kind of had to step up, and, and your role has changed throughout the year. You know, you started the year, and Dubose was our running back, and you were you were splitting reps with him. And then a few weeks ago, we moved Caden to a primarily defense, and you've kind of taken over the role at running back. How has, when, when that change was made, how did that affect your mindset kind of going into a weekly basis of your preparation? I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more motivated going into each week and preparing for the games. But even before that, I feel like I've kept the same energy at practice even when I didn't play a big role at practice. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a bigger role, but I mean, I feel like I've kept the same energy, so it's been good. Right, and now if it, for anybody that's watched us play, Nobody ever questions your effort, um, whether it's going down the field and making a tackle on special teams or running the ball out there. As Coach said, you might not be the biggest guy out there, but you play like you are, and you have zero regard for your body um, out there. And you, you, you're a definite football player. That's a lot. That's something you take a lot of pride in, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, t I take pride in it. Be more than that. I just enjoy it. You know, um, I feel like it goes with any sport. You get out of it, what you put into it. So uh, I enjoy playing hard, and I think that's, that's what you have to do to be good. So. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Carter. And Tyler, now, as Coach said, you, you know, you've made a, a transition. You know, we asked you to swap positions. You and Bennett essentially to swap. You went from outside back to the inside. Bennett went from inside to outside. In a position you've never played before, midpoint in the season when things are really down to the important games, um, you just embraced that. Uh, what, what was your mindset as, as we asked you to do that? Um, I think my mindset kind of going into it was go, go full, you know, head first, hit it as hard as you can. Uh, I don't think it was as big of a change as it seemed. You know, it's kind of just a learning curve. I feel like a couple days of practice, I, I got it, you know, I got the gist of it. And I'm, not, I'm getting better from there. Yeah, absolutely. I know we, we've put a lot of emphasis on improving defense week in and week out, and then you changing positions. But being a senior, having so many game reps under your belt, how have you kind of how to you know go out there and every day led that team in practice and kept everybody focused and let's hey let's just continue to improve every single day? Um yes sir, just keep everybody motivated. I think that's kind of a big role rather than you know playing well. Just keep everybody motivated, keep everybody wanting to play, wanting to you know be there in practice, wanting to play hard. Uh, it's real important. Just keep everybody's mindset up, keep everybody's chin up when they're down. Yeah, and I'll ask you the same thing I asked Noah. So it's a it's a playoff type setting, yes. going into Friday night. A lot of distractions can come into play. You know, people thinking, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, external stuff. But how have you helped maintain focus on that defensive side of the ball? What's kind of been the mindset and, and your your message to your team going into this week? Um, it is a big game. It's a, you know, treat it like a playoff game. But we just keep everybody locked in. I feel like you know, go out go out every day at practice and you know, be there and. Keep everybody locked in, every drill, team, whatever the case might be. Just keep everybody locked in. I think we'll play well. I think we'll, you know, show up. So, as a play, you know, treating it like a playoff game, I think if we go into it full steam ahead, we'll have no issues. Right, right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us, and, and great, yes, and best of luck this week. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Coach, so it gets to this part of the season and, you know, everything is, is kind of magnified. And, and some of the things that, you know, sometimes players might not understand throughout the spring and the summer and especially the other part of the fall, why you ask them to do certain things. But you as a coach understand big picture. Um, and it gets down to this point and the things that, that you focus on in the early parts of the season are really coming into play. So how are you kind of using this to, to teach those and especially for the younger guys that hadn't done it before, the importance of every day being liked, even when they don't understand why. 
Well, you know, to answer your question, I hope I am doing a good enough job at that. I, I, that's what you worry about this time of year. Um, because at the end of the day, it comes down to little things, and, and, and people can say that sounds like something you'd put on a T-shirt, but that's what it is. I mean, you know, I heard, uh, I think it was Kirby Smart of the day, said that, you know, we can talk about all the different schemes and stunts and blitzes and trick plays we want to, but at the end of the day, it comes, by, comes down to blocking, tackling, and being a good player. I mean, and the, the team with, with, with the, the players that play the best and the team that blocks the best and the team that tackles the best typically wins the game. And uh, so... You know, hopefully we've we've tried to we've tried to continue to force enforce fundamentals each and every week. You know, from our from our blocking circuits to our tackling circuits to our you know ball security circuits, where we 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 you know it's an easy drill for our players to maybe mentally check out on, but we continually try to remind them. You know, when we do those drills, that, that this is what matters. We've got to we've got to force turnovers and we've got to not fumble the ball. And uh, uh, you know, you can do a lot of you know research and and, and, and dive into stats and and what it comes down to. In football, is is is, is turnovers uh, and explosive plays. And explosive plays come from offensively executing your assignment and breaking some tackles. And on defense, they come from not executing your assignment or missing a tackle. And uh, so we we've we've got to be a good tackling team. We've got to be a good blocking team. And, and then we've got to have great ball security uh, when we're on offense. And we've got to be opportunistic on defense when we get a chance to, to knock it loose and get a ball we, we need to or pick one off and. You know that that's that's football, and, and uh, hopefully those you know things we've emphasized over the last several months will, will come to fruition here as we as we play these next several games. Now we found ourselves after the hiccup with Lee in a position that nobody wants to be in, where you don't mm -hmm. kind of control your own destiny, mm -hmm. if you will. We needed Buckhorn to win, and, and they did. And and even if we had beaten Lee that night and, and it played out like it did, we still have to be in the same exact position as far as us and Buckhorn, but. How did that boost the morale of the team when everybody found out that Buckhorn had won and, and it gave us a position yeah. to kind of get back to where we want to be? Yeah, because I don't honestly, I don't know if I've ever been in that situation and, and come out on the good end of it. I've been in that situation before we needed help and, I, and we never seemed to get it. So uh, <clears throat> to get that help from, from Buckhorn last week uh, did, I think, it, I think it motivated everybody, including myself, and it kind of gave us all, you know, a fresh perspective on, on what's at stake now this week. And because we all were, you know, had that kind of dark cloud hanging over our head for a week of. Did we just ruin an opportunity to, to host a playoff game by not playing well over at Lee that night? And uh, uh, now, like you said, that game, you know, still obviously a loss on our record, but that, that Lee loss does not really affect us a whole lot right now as long as we can't take care of business uh, this week and as long as Gadsden City uh, defeats Lee, then, then we're going to have a chance to be the two seed, which is what we thought we had a chance to, to be, uh, you know, ever since we lost the Gadsden City game. So uh, to be back in that situation and to be back in a, uh, you know, to be in a game, like you said, because if we had beat Lee, uh, this game would still mean the same thing. It still would be for two in the region, and uh, and that's what it is. And and, and like, like we've all mentioned tonight, it's it's essentially a playoff game because big, big advantage to host a playoff game as opposed to going on the road to Birmingham. So this will be a big game for both teams, and the winner will have a, uh, a much better opportunity in the playoffs than, than the loser will. Yeah, and as it is every week, you know, it seems like we've, we're, we're facing some guys on both sides of the ball that we're obviously going to key in on. Buckhorn is – is playing with a lot of confidence right now and, and come in, they're going to come in tomorrow night high. Yeah. Um, so who are the guys on offense and defense for them that we're really kind of got to control? Yeah, of course, they've won two in a row. They beat Jemison and they beat uh, Lee in back-to-back -back weeks. And, uh, you know, their, their running back, Shamari Lander, number two, is, is a really good football player. They give it to him a lot. Uh, I think he had 29 carries last year, last week. And 
over 150 something yards. And so, I mean, he kind of, as they go, he goes. And then their quarterback, uh, Jack Root, does a good job of, 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 of getting him in the, um, doing an efficient job throwing the football, but he's also a dual threat guy, can run it. And so you got that one two combo with Landrum running it, and then Root could keep it and come out the other side. And so, it really forces your defense to be sound in what they're doing and not just key in on uh, Landrum all night. Because if you key in on Landrum, uh, Roop's going to keep it on the quarterback keeper and hurt you. So, uh, and then I think they've got some good offensive linemen that, that uh, really are really, really well coached and, and play hard. And they've got one in particular, uh, uh, Sale, was the, the kid's name, number 72. He shows up in film constantly, just doing a good job of, of doing his, uh, his blocks, whether he's blocking down, whether he's pulling, whatever it is. And uh, so he kind of leads that offensive line. And he was a big physical for, player for him last year as well. So, uh, you know, well-coached offense and uh, sound offense, and they're gonna they're gonna you know lean on the, lean on the run game, and then they're gonna be opportunistic in the passing game and find the spots to do that. And then, you know, defensively, they've got a really good nose guard that played for them last year as a ninth grader, as a tenth grader now, uh, number 42, a kid named last name's Harrell, um, really physical player and really really can uh, cause some tr uh, trouble up front. And anytime you play a uh, a defense that bases out of a three-man front, and they've got a dominant nose guard. It's a concern, and he he is a dominant nose guard. So we're going to have to do a good job on him all night. And then, and then they've got they've got linebackers that are very uh, aggressive and tackle very well. So um, you know we're going to have to be able to protect the passer, and we're going to have to be able to run it when we need to. And then you know once we do protect the passer, we've got to be able to execute the throw game and, and make the correct reads and throw the ball in the correct spots and and catch the football. And so it, it you know it seems. Um, simple enough, but I think as the season goes on, you know, the weather's not quite as good, it's not quite as warm, and maybe it's a little more windy, so it maybe gets a little harder this time of year to throw and catch, but I think our guys are, are ready for the opportunity, and if we can do what we do, we, we should be okay. Yeah, and I know getting off to a red heart, hot start like we did on offensively, you know, kind of set the bar high, and mm -hmm. expectations were through the roof, and, you know, we've already made the statement it was maybe an ugly 35 mm -hmm. points, you know, last week, but we scored 42 and 35 the last two weeks, and and admittedly, it said this it, it wasn't a great night for us offensively. Is it fair to say you think some of our, our best football is still out in front of us? I hope so, and I hope we haven't. I hope we hadn't set our expectations so high that we are we're having a hard time meeting them. I really hope that's not what we've done to our players. I, I don't think we have. I think our players expect it. I don't think it's necessarily anything I've I've done or any of our coaches have done. I think our players just expect uh, to score each time we get it, and, and I think. And that's probably a little unfair because that's not realistic. You're not, you know, even though against ARAB we did, we scored every possession we had against ARAB, um, and we scored after the first two possessions against Gosper in the year. We scored every possession we had it. So that's unfair to expect that. But our kids have learned, come to expect it. And so I think we've we've got to do a better job as coaches of making sure we stay patient with them throughout the game. And you know, if we if we do go three and out or we do have to punt, it's not the end of the world. We just need to go back to the next series and execute again. But uh, uh, I think we still can play really, really good football down the stretch. And uh, like you said, I, I, you know, we still haven't still haven't hit our ceiling, in my opinion. And, and hopefully, we can hit it uh, this week and, and, and the weeks coming forward. All right, and falls in the air, as you mentioned, it's, it's cool. We need a playoff atmosphere tomorrow yeah. night at our place. How big is it for the community to come out and support us and really give us that home field advantage? Yeah, I'd, li I'd like to see a huge crowd. You know, we're going to recognize all of our youth football teams before the game, so we're going to recognize our peewee teams and our flag football teams, and hopefully all those those folks will come and, and be recognized and run out with the team before the game, and then hope they'll all stay around and watch the game. And it's going to rain, I think, in the morning, but I think by the time the game rolls around, it's going to be about 60 degrees and good, good night for football, a little chilly, but, but not cold. And, uh, 
it would be big if we had a big packed home side that was enthusiastic and and made a difference in the game because I think they're going to bring a big crowd with with, with us what's at stake and I think it'll hopefully be the, the kind of game that uh, the people enjoy watching and, and hopefully we can have a, a crowd that supports these guys and uh, helps us make the plays we need to make to, to, to win the game. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you for coming out. I know you've got a busy schedule and we appreciate your time and guys, thank you for coming and joining us as well. Thanks. We'll be right back with more on Jefferson Sport Talk after this commercial break. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Go Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. We're now joined with head volleyball coach Justin Kaiser. Um, coming off a huge night uh, last night. We'll get to that in a little bit, but coach, welcome. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. And, uh, you know, when you texted me earlier, I was uh, texting our girls, and they were super happy to be here. So thank you. Well, thank you. So, coach, how many years have you been at Fort Payne now? This is our fourth year. Yeah. So. Fourth year, and who, who else is, is on your coaching staff? Uh, my wife, Ashley, and that's, that's it. Her and I. The so the, the, the Kaiser, Kaiser, running, running the show. Yeah, she runs it. Sure. <laughs> well, Coach, last night, um, area, area games. Oh, we played Oxford for the area championship. Mm. There was no doubt nobody in that gym left wanting their money back after last night's game. I had to go home and I had to stay up just to, like, calm down a little bit because it was uh, exciting. Uh, our girls played really hard. And, uh, you know, it was a close match all night. And, you know, we were blessed to come away with a victory. So. Yeah, now, I mean, for, for people that know, it, no matter who it is, it's hard to beat the same team over and over throughout the season, especially when that team is really good. Um, and so I know Oxford's been somebody that's been circled on your schedule, you know, year in, year out. And, and coming into last night, we beat them three times already. And I know the pressure was squarely on us because we had done that. You know, they had nothing to lose because they had lost three in a row to us. But, but beating them, you know, for the fourth time, you, you made the comment to me last night after we were talking after the game, you said, I think our scheduling came in big tonight. What did you mean by that? Um, well, first of all, you know, Oxford's a 38-win team, and so that's more wins than we have. And, you know, we played some really tough opponents this year, 
and uh, with Spain Park and a lot, you know, a lot of seven A's, and we've been close on those. And I thought just our girls finding a way to win some of those bigger games. It showed last night that you know we never really got rattled, and we just found ways, you know, find ways to win. And that's what good teams do, I think. Yeah, I think I mean it's easy to describe this team as very resilient, very tough. Um, I, I know as any coach would want that you know, kind of be said about their program. What is it about this team and what, what's kind of led this team to, to having, can be described as being a really tough, really resilient volleyball team? I think that um, everybody has the same mindset. You know, they want to win. And uh, I mean, and the leaders on our team, it could be from, you know, our youngest with Liddy or, you know, our seniors that, you know, they all lead together and, you know, and they all have one goal and, to play for each other and uh, you know at the end of the game it's like I'm calm because I know they're gonna you know do their thing and, and find a way and so I think it's a lot of it's just leadership. Yeah I mean I've obviously watched uh, a lot of the matches um, this year and seen you guys play and it's like there's no quit to them and it's paid off and so you guys are area champs I know that was the goal coming into the season this is just one of the first steps and in a bigger picture um, we, we now travel to Huntsville next week play about play Athens you you know anything about Athens yet uh I watched film I got film about two weeks ago uh, and watched it again today uh, but you know anytime you play these games you just gotta come up there and, and play hard and play your best and hope you know that you have a chance to to win at the end of the day, and so that's put yourself in a good situation to win. So yeah, so kind of what is the format over there? Like, what what do we got to do to advance? How does it go on Wednesday? So Wednesday we play at two o'clock. We'll play Athens. If we win, uh, we'll probably get Homewood. Uh, I think at six thirty. If we win that one, uh, we'll go to state. We'll be in the lead eight, and so what? It's four from the north and four from the south. And then the Thursday matches just that just gets seating, and so you know on Thursday we could lose and still be in the state playoff. We lose on Wednesday, we're out either game, so. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, you, you put yourself in the position you want, so that's yeah. all you can ask for. Right. I see that you brought some young ladies with you tonight. Would you mind introducing them yeah, for so us? We, we have Layla, Kirby, uh, Katie, Bree, and Savannah. They're all our seniors. And then we have uh, Liddy and Cooper, uh, our setters and outside hitters. All right, let's go visit with, with these young ladies, Layla. Uh, as a senior on this team, I know you guys have had an outstanding year so yes, far. Sir. And I know you probably had some, some goals that you had set. What are some of the goals that you guys came in as a senior class and said, this is what we're going to accomplish um, this year? I think more at the beginning of the year, we kind of came in and we were like, we're going to play together this year because I feel like in past years we were not as close as we have been this year. And then we obviously wanted to make Fort Payne Volleyball known because our names just need to be out there, we feel. And then we definitely wanted to win area and be Oxford because last year we fell in the last and I don't think none of us wanted to feel that again. And then it's just, I don't know, we've just really looked forward to a lot of stuff this year and it's been really nice to accomplish it. Right, absolutely. And, and Katie, I know that we're, we're really hoping the best moments of this season for you guys are still out in front of us. But up until now, what's kind of been your favorite moment of the year so far? Um, well, there's always good memories with this team. It's the best team you could ever, you know, think to play for. And um, But for me, last night was definitely the core memory because since, like Layla said, like last year, I know we wanted this win so bad this year. And just having the student section behind us and just the team in general, because four years ago we'd had like two people in the stands. So <laughs> it's just, it's a really nice feeling to feel appreciated and like Layla said, getting our name out there and everything. So definitely last night. 
Yeah, and Bree, like you know, Katie said, and Coach Kaiser said, this is his fourth year, so you guys spent a lot of time with him. Um, what it, what have you kind of learned from this program, and what is what has kind of been your biggest takeaway so far about the four years you spent in this volleyball program? Um, well, it's definitely meant everything to me because during my time here and having Coach Ashley and Coach Kaiser, they've always taught us to be family and play as a whole. And I mean, we even wear our family shirts all the time, and um, just to never give up. And I don't think I could do it without them. Yeah, so. absolutely. And Savannah, what a day you had yesterday. Had a birthday um, that, that we celebrated. We'll talk about that in a minute. And so, you know, the area championship on your birthday, you know, you were named uh, as all area team. And so I know throughout that game, you know, it, it was a, you experienced some bumps and bruises. I mean, volleyball is a, a physical sport, if you will. If people hadn't watched it, they probably wouldn't understand that. But I know you didn't feel your best at times. What kept you going at those moments? Well, honestly, I just had the dedication to keep trying and wanting to do good for my team. And all of my teammates were still trying and like putting their hearts into it. So I just had to push that aside and keep moving forward for the team and to win. Yeah, so after the game was over, you guys were all huddled around and everybody's kind of taking a big sigh of relief because it was like two hours of just nonstop action-packed, nerve-wracking stuff, you know, and, and they, they tear the, the, the doors apart up there and your mom set up a huge party. The student section starts singing happy birthday to you. The Fort Payne Faithful join in with them. So a cool moment right there. That's got it for a high school athlete for a, to win the area championship on that night on your birthday and everybody celebrate with you. It had to be pretty cool, right? Oh, it was. I definitely did not expect that happening, but it was really, well, I expect the party. I mean, I expect this. But, <laughs> yes, it was a very cool memory and moment that happened that night. Yeah, and Lydia, as I said, you know, for people that don't follow volleyball, I would describe it as it's pretty taxed on your body. I mean, you, what you young ladies do, you know, you're diving on the floor, you're jumping in thousands of times, and, you know, I guess in that fourth set last night, you caught a cramp, and then, you know, from the miracle worker of Sam, our trainer, and some, some timeouts by Coach Kaiser, and, you know, you, you essentially played the last set and a half not feeling your best, but so kind of like Savannah, what was it about those moments where you just, what was your mindset going, I, I've got to push myself through this? I feel like for me, I don't really think about how I was feeling. I was really just thinking about getting done with that fourth set, getting a win, so that we could go to the fifth set, get a win, and just playing for my team, because that's what we, I mean, we worked so hard all season, so I was just really pushing forward for my team, because I know that we've just worked so hard for it. Yeah, and Cooper, I don't know that you ever stop playing volleyball. <laughs> I mean, you go straight from high school to club, Mix in a little track with it, uh, you know, and come back, you know, and, and start the whole process again. And so I know that you've got to be wore out and, at times, but this is the most important thing and this is the most important time. You know, you as Lydia and Savannah were, were part of the all area team. I know that's super important to you. Yes, expectations are high for you guys, not, yes. not anybody putting pressure on you, but you guys have said expectations are high for you. So how are you going to help keep this team focused on what y'all got to do as you go to Huntsville next week? I think if we just really rally together and keep together as a team and stay focused on what's next, I think that'll really keep us together. Yeah, and Coach Kaiser kind of addressed it, that how resilient, how mentally tough that you guys are. There's just no quit. I mean, you've had some ups and downs. You've had some a, a super difficult schedule that you guys just fought through it. What do you think it is about this team that's made you guys so resilient and tough, especially mentally? Yeah, the way we rally around each other after like a tough set last night, we all came together and we talked about what needed to happen and how it needed to happen. And I think that's the way we really just keep it together and come through out resilient. 
Yeah, well, congratulations to you guys on a great season so far. We look forward to next week. I know the best part's still ahead. Coach Kaiser, thanks for joining us tonight. And, guys, that'll be it. Thank you for joining us this week on Jefferson Sports Talk. We'll be back next week at the same time.